You are listening to the second part of our summer special, Couples Retreat. This Romancing the Dungeon two-part summer special features special guests, John from 5e Trash and Nate from Dyson Desire. And they did so and appeared so of their own free will and volition and it had nothing to do with all that blackmail. what you missed out in episode one mal i've uh, i won this competition i think it'd be a good time you know spending some time with you would just be a delight it is my absolute honor to welcome you to winter came that's it that's it it will be fine we're going to have a great time with it fine but can we at least avoid those two the first round of speed dating begins those little cherub babies are now cloistering around Tiffany. You're all abruptly woken as the windows to the balcony open. Return the ring, for I liked it and put said ring on it, but it was never Apparently, in last year's festival, a local lord died of heartache. Over the top of the trees, four vicious-looking winged babies are fixed on the six of you 19 I also got got a 19 I got six (laughs) Um, so Barbara you're up first okay um so I want to put myself in front of Maisie first and foremost and then I'll just sort of hold my axe and I'll hold my action unless they actually do something Hank uh so how, how high are they at the moment they're about 15 feet off the ground uh, yeah, I, I guess I'm going to. Um, I, I, I'm also going to hold it because they haven't yet. Other than looking attacking, I'm, I'm sort of don't really want to aggravate just yet. I'll rage just in case. Okay, how do you? How does Hank rage? Oh God, I mean, in his in his drug drug fueled state, because he feels like he's quite big as well. He sort of like just stomps his feet and just growls, but then opens his mouth because he wants to hear what's going on. Uh, you all watch as Hank gets redder in the face and, and he does just kind of a little almost like a little jig uh, Hank in your head you're stamping your feet with rage uh, to everybody else you're you're doing Lord of the Dance um, <laughs> uh, but you you're just heaving and like your your your, your body kind of tenses and your muscles uh, uh, grow larger Mal uh, I'm going to take my light hammer and throw it at one of these snarling little flying babies. So that'll be a 14 to hit. Yep, that'll hit. That'll be four bludgeoning damage. Grabbing the hammer uh, by the handle and just over your shoulder, you lean back and you just chuck it. Uh, It whizzes through the air and it clocks one of the the cherub babies right on the noggin. And he lets out kind of a like a whaley kind of hiss noise <laughs> as you hit him right on the head. Uh, and he he actually, he loses his hover. That guy is just like... <laughs> he now, he takes aim with his arrow, uh, or his bow and arrow, and he fires a shot at, uh, at you, Malamar. 21 to hit. Barely. No, that very much hits. <laughs> Take two piercing damage. Give me a wisdom saving throw. 
<laughs> That's a 10. And just for the record, John, you made these, so this is, again, yep. your fault. You, uh, <laughs> ugh, okay, take seven radiant damage as when the bow hits you, there is just a, a, a little pop of light that twinkles and sparkles. And then you feel yourself just completely drawn to Maisie. Um, what? I will, I think, use whatever movement I have to be, like, right up next to Maisie, potentially, like, almost towering over her in my Goliathian stance, um, but just, like, standing, like, as close as uncomfortably possible. <laughs> Hank and, uh, well, Barbara, you both of you had your actions prepared, and I yeah. kind of skipped over that. Is there, how do you want to react? I'll let, I'll let you get, uh, let the first guy have his pop shot, but you uh, you guys can now react to, to, the, to the four of them, if you wish. That's my bad. I'm gonna set my axe down and I'm gonna pull out my javelin. I don't know. I'm not gonna attack, but I'm just gonna sort of wave it at them and be like, just go away, leave us alone. Okay. Uh, Hank. Uh, so if there was no attack on that one that hit Mal, I'm gonna attack. I'm gonna shoot a crossbow. Uh, I'm gonna shoot my crossbow at that uh, at that creature. Uh, ooh, I wouldn't have thought so. Eleven. It's does not i'm afraid with an arrow kind of drawn fire but it just whizzes right into the trees and you just hear like a oh my god i i actually thought you people could have been competent for like two seconds and then tiffany just kind of ducks behind the four of you uh chase is just kind of stand standing there like a quivering wreck two of the other cherubites uh fire their arrows and miss uh, and you just hear the waters splash as the arrows strike it hank 22 to hit uh yes and take four piercing damage. Awesome. Uh, so my wisdom saving throw is uh, 15. The the arrow strikes you, and there's that pop of light, but you're so high from the tea, you don't really take notice of it. As in, you don't, you didn't taste it with your ears, so it doesn't matter. Maisie. Okay, I'm going to use Guiding Bolt. I can use it once per day, just as a free use without taking a spell slot. Okay. And I'm going to target one of these uh, cherubites. Okay. So that's 19 to yeah. hit with 15 damage. Maisie, you you just kind of, you step forward, a hand or a wing kind of gestured upwards. Uh, light just kind of uh, bends and shapes and cracks around the, the edges of your feathers. Um, and then it just sparks and flies straight towards the cherubite, whose eyes just open bright and wide as it hits. It's like it's drawn to the light. And there's just a sound of twinkling harps as the cherubite just kind of shakes its head <laughs> and looks completely and totally unfazed. What? Bonus action. Oh, dang it. I was going to do something for my bonus action, but now it's not going to... If that didn't affect it, there's no point. Barbara, as you're kind of gauging a splash uh, as yeah. Tiffany throws herself into the pond. Okay, so I'm going to, to reach out and just sort of grab Maisie by the shoulder and cast Guidance. And then I'm just going to try and like pull her back to me and away from okay, them. So you and Mal are both trying to protect Maisie. Uh, <laughs> Perfect. Um, Look, I'll fight him later. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to um, fire another arrow at, uh, I guess, the same one that attacked him. I'll well just keep targeting the same creature. And that is oh, slightly better. 13. Yep, that'll hit. Damage is eight piercing. This time round, half expecting there to be kind of a flash of light, the cherubite just kind of set it uh, as the arrow whizzes up and it just sticks him right into the chest. And he's just looking at it and the other three cherubites look at it in confusion. 
and he just starts wailing. He just like like a baby. He just starts <laughs> crying. The other three kind of laugh. <laughs> uh, Mel, I'm going to uh, squeeze Maisie's hand and say, uh, "Oh, Ella, just give me one minute. I'll be right back here." And pull out my with my war hammer, run up and try to like smack one of them out of the air. I think maybe the same one that Hank just hit. Uh, oh, that'll be a twenty-three. Uh, yeah, that does. You you're about to smash this little winged baby cute thing. Uh oh, that'll be uh ten uh bludgeoning damage. Pushing Maisie a little bit closer, Barbara just kind of shielding her, and you use your frame to cover her. Uh you all watch as uh Mal just rushes towards the gaggle of these cherubites, swings his warhammer, and as soon as it just clobbers the cherubite, there's just a pop and a sparkle and a twinkle as light and glitter explodes around you all and you say stop by oh god what what are y'all doing to the little cherubite babies stop listoon comes running up the steps kind of half out of breath they attacked us uh, that's not possible and he's he's kind of he's waving staff i just point oh, at I- the shoulder sticking or the the arrow sticking out of hank <laughs> Uh, clearly they mis- they were trying to make him fall and he's now waving the staff and the pulsing kind of light from it that the cherubites are drawn to the other three that remain and they kind of flitter down to him they must have got confused and thought he was a boar come on come on come on come on you little precious little darling babies come on and he's just he's wrangling them with the staff and moving it I a ball, uh, head over to the Fortnite Inn if you, uh, or the gift shop and, and get a complimentary t-shirt on uh, the Master of Ceremony. <laughs> t-shirt? I want to not be attacked while on my holidays in your tiny little town. <laughs> we'll get you a drink. Um, uh, Chase, uh, would, you, would, you, would you be a, uh, such a good man and bring our guests back and let them you know freshen up i apologize the 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 little cherubites are purely decorational they don't know what they're doing and he's just he's kind of moving slowly back down the steps i think someone should get kill people they um, kill anybody? Huh? sorry what was that uh, <laughs> i will see you all at the spring fling cotillion and um, I, I i haven't been able to find the, the those that delightful red-haired man and his charming half-elf wife i reckon they'll be there later yeah. So if you just mosey on back to the tavern. <laughs> Wait, uh, hold hold on there. Uh, one one of those little babies there uh, uh, struck me with a little little needle arrow or what what have you. I'm feeling a little woozy. Is is is, is there anything I should be worried about here? Oh no, that's just a little charm. There are there there. That's oh, he's looking at the wound. Oh, oh god! <laughs> I, I thought the arrows were purely decorational. Uh, uh, I, 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 I reckon Miss Periwinkle will be able to suture you right up. And uh, as for the after effect, well, what's a little, what's a little, what's a little charm spell between friends? Am I right? Okay, but my lady Maisie and I are, are here are a little concerned uh, that uh, this this might be dangerous. Where, where, oh, where not at all. You and you and your new uh, you you and your new lady friend there kitchen to be the first successful match of the weekend if i do say so myself maybe sorry sweetheart hold on i'll i i i'm i'm handling this don't you worry sorry. i i i i i give me a wisdom saving throw gosh good for you mel 
<laughs> 17. You are shot with an arrow. <laughs> oh my god! Take, take four damage as you are shot through the... Uh, it, it, like, it sticks you into your right shoulder. There's a pop of light, but nothing happens. You are... You've been microdosing for years. Um, you, are, <laughs> you, are, you are practically immune. Um, you feel a little bit lightheaded. I, I let out a little. I let out a little yeep when I when I get shot with the arrow. Barbara, give me a wisdom saving throw. Oh my god! Six. Can I wheel around and see where that's coming from? Yeah, the terabytes are firing arrows from where the, uh, the mayor is. <laughs> Take eleven damage as a, an arrow strikes you, kind of right into the chest. And then it pops and explodes in fractals of light and pink and soft red glitter. And you can just smell roses. And where the arrow was, uh, as you look up, your eyes just land on Hank Headsplitter, who is swinging a crossbow uh, over his head while kind of shouting at the the master of ceremonies for answers. (laughs) You you want to be by his side and you want to, you just want to hold his hand and be his friend. Yeah, no, I walk straight over to him and I just like grab his hand and lean against him a little <laughs> you slip when you first grab him you actually slip a little bit um, <laughs> uh, he, he is a moist little man oh it, it, one more day one more day Vernon one more day <laughs> um, just as the uh, as he shuffles off there's just kind of a second like oh okay it's definitely not in there oh you're you're all still alive. Well, that's great. I'll see you all at the, the dance or whatever the hell this crap hole town is still trying to do with itself. And she starts to kind of fix her face a little bit and she kind of picks her clothes. <laughs> and Tiffany emerges from the pond, uh, reeking of stagnant water and dirt just kind of clinging to her hands and her feet. Oh, I know what you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're, you're looking for that ring, aren't you? No, I'm just going for it. What, what ring? What are you? What? Oh, well, no, I, I, you know, I was, I was uh, by the pond yesterday when we got into town and mm-hmm. I found this beautiful mm-hmm. little ring. So I just pocketed it and I'm going to give it to my lady here, Maisie. Uh, oh, no surprises. I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to propose over here, uh, you know, maybe later, later this weekend, if the timing is right. And, uh, but yeah, so if, if that's what you're looking for, uh, Sorry, too too bad, too late. A hundred percent bluffing here, of course. Oh, she got it. Do you want to give me a deception check? Sure. You have to. You have to beat six. Oh, I I got eight. (laughs) 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 She she's just she's just smiling, and her cheeks look like they're about to explode off her face with rage. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's that's delightful. I'm I, I. I, 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 I allow me to 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 buy you a drink later to celebrate and toast the happy couple. I could have sworn that lady was with the other lady. She says with this just painful grin in her face, and she just slops by you, uh, just soaking wet, and just puddles of water falling off of her. Oh yeah, no, they they are together, but uh, you know, I just uh, something came over me, and I am just I have never seen a more beautiful plumage in my life. And I just think, uh, you know, I think that's the one. And, you know, you never want to be the one to break up a relationship. But, uh, you know, if love is love, if you know, what, what what can you do? But just, you know, bear your heart on your sleeve and and, and say what, what you feel. 
I just sort of tug on Hank's arm a little bit, and I'm just like, oh, God, isn't that so sweet? He's going to propose to her. Oh, God, Hank, when are you going to propose to me? I know. I, I, I didn't see them as a couple at first. I mean, they don't have pure love like we do, but, but you know, I, I'm, I'm a little bit concerned. hope she doesn't break his heart. Oh, I know. I'm just staring at that. I'm My heart feels broken. Going to go get sick, if you'll excuse me. And Tiffany just... Uh, it, it's not this. It's it's not this. It's it's the all, it's all the pond water I, I, I inhaled. Um, <laughs> I have a tea for that. <laughs> Keep it to yourself, dear. Um, and she... She flits down the steps, shooting you a look, Malamar, uh, that, you know, if she had the ability to, she would kill you with just evil eye. Uh, <laughs> and she flits off to one of the houses across from the square. The walking tour of Winter came was scheduled rather early in the morning. The afternoon sun has only kind of started to, to peak, so it's still quite early in the day. And as he's leading uh, the four of you and Chase kind of back down the steps towards the, the square and definitely heading towards a rather garish looking tent that has uh, kind of labelled on it, just kind of suspended from two ropes, this plaque of wood that just says, Ye Oldie Gift Shop. Listoon is kind of smiling and kind of rubbing his hands together rather gleefully. He's, he's kind of, he's bolting now for the, the tent leaving the the four of you and chase uh, to make your way towards it. Oh gosh, you know I don't know if I uh, if I can afford a little place like this. You know I do want to have a look around though. Um, I'm hoping they've got one of those little one of the little little badge, something to to pierce onto my. And he looks, you know, Hank looks down and realizes he's got nothing actually to pin his badge onto. What you want, dear? I'll I'll get it for you. Oh, thank you, love. <laughs> oh gosh, oh, oh man, you know you know, but. Uh, Maisie, I, I, I gotta say, you know, I'm, I'm a little scrounged for cash here, but I, I'd love to see if I could find you some sort of trinket here that uh, kind of really uh, just expresses just this sudden gushing, almost violent love that I've I've suddenly found for you, uh, you know, and also to apologize for the teacup that I have now broken twice. Uh, still working on that. Don't don't you worry. Hearing him say this, Maisie's kind of like anxious. Um, and puts like an anxious smile on her face, face and nods quite rapidly back at him, not really saying anything. Her eyes are just keep darting over towards Babs and Hank and what's going on there. Maisie, you see Hank and Barbara are still linked uh, arm in arm. Chase is now kind of just standing at the entrance uh, to Ye Oldie Gift Shop. Um, so, yeah, that's the tour. And he holds out his hand expectantly. Well, as as is customary, um, Hank's going to go in and shake it. He's going to grab, grab the finger, and we're in for the winter cane handshake. <laughs> yeah, he, he. I mean, he doesn't. He, there, there isn't an ounce of strength in this guy's body to be able to resist you. So, as you are now kind of wagging his finger, um, he, he like he, it's a kind of, oh, um, and he's now trying to like. Uh, pull his hand away from you to no effect so it's just this wagging mess of a rather angsty floppy teenager kind of still staring mostly at babs and seeing hank shake chase's hand the way whatever way he's shaking it um i reach into my pouch and pull out five silver pieces and 
hold them out to give to Chase. With his other hand, he takes it out, delightfully accepts five silver pieces and shoves them straight into his pocket. Dude, can you just maybe stop? Uh, and he's just, yeah, his hand is still just flopping. Oh, I am, I am sorry. I, I just, you know, we had such a lovely tour and I just wanted to say that you've, you've been a fantastic tour guide and I hope they start respecting you and, and, and calling you Chase. Not used to getting praise. Chase does not know how to respond. Um, uh, whatever. And he just, uh, he turns and he, he, he kind of walks to the side of the tent, just kind of like like enough room for the, the four of you to pass and make your way inside. As we walk in, I side lover to, to Babs and just touch her arm like I normally do. Babs, love, uh, do you want to maybe go lie down for a while back at the inn and rest? You seem out of sorts a little. About I'm, I'm fine. I know. I just, I think maybe a little, a little nap might do you the world of good. You know, usually you'd have one in the afternoon. Anyway, maybe Hank can can bring you back. Oh ho! <laughs> Barbara's face lights up. <laughs> Mine just drops. <laughs> I didn't expect that from you. You know what? That's a great idea. I just, I think you need some sleep, love. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. And I just sort of hook arms to think again, and I go, "Let's let's go lie down. Let's take a nap now." You know, you know what works real well with naps, uh, and <laughs> just kind of pipping up from behind a, a counter uh, and sauntering up onto a, a, a stool. You see Listoon, and uh, in either hand, he's holding a matching set of uh, snugs, his and hers. Why not treat your fine folk self to some of our wonderful, wonderful merchandise? Take a knickknack, take a take a magnet, take something home, and just to just to tell your friends about what a wonderful time you had here at Winter Came and our charming little festival. You're right, Hank. I'm sorry I got distracted. You wanted something, didn't you? Yes. Um. Do you have any um? Do you have any badges? Do we have any bitches? Uh, and he just. Uh, from he, he he's like do we do, he's now kind of frantically checking and he pulls out kind of a big wooden box and he drops it on the counter and he starts rustling through it you're in luck son we've got we've just got the badge for you and he's kind of now eyeing uh, Hank he's eyeing you and Barbara uh, up and down well I reckon the two of you might need this and he hands you a round badge silver plated on the back with a little pin and it reads my mommy and daddy made me at winter came <laughs> Oh my god. We also have this wonderful design in a onesie for babies. Oh my gosh. I did not realize you two were expecting. Congratulations. Oh. We're, uh, we're not yet. Uh, I, I might be a little bit past my prime um, for that one. <laughs> Maisie starts to feel a little faint and she just kind of <laughs> she grabs onto a counter just to kind of steady herself a little bit. <laughs> You manage to kind of brace yourself against a, a rickety wooden shelf that stacked on it precariously, uh, mind you. Uh, you see um, just dozens of uh, salt and pepper shakers. Uh, they're they're kind of in these uh, little heart shapes that, you know, it, when they're pulled apart, they make half a heart each. Uh, and they sit on a little uh, decorative plate that says, uh, I found my better half um, at Winter Came. Pick out the badge you want in, and we'll just go back to the inn. What do you say? Well, it wasn't the badge I was looking for, but I guess you can never buy these things too early, can you? So yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take one of those just in case. 
Um, but don't don't worry. And he turns to, to, to Barbara. Don't worry about buying this. Um, can you just charge it to the room, please? Where's the room? <laughs> <laughs> You'll buy it later. Minus <laughs> one. This is the sort of thing he would do. <laughs> Certainly, uh, Mr. Headsbutter, I, I we we can have that arranged for you. Absolutely, <laughs> no bother whatsoever. And you know what? I could just throw in a couple of other bits and pieces, and we can charge those straight to your room as well, if you so see fit. About a couple of postcards, maybe you need some t-shirts. Yeah, why not? What what would you like, Barbara? I think we should get those matching studs. I think that's cute. The lady wants <laughs> what the lady gets. No, that's the wrong way of saying it. But yeah, those two. <laughs> <laughs> Um, <laughs> I, I think I would uh, see the plates that, that Maisie picked out and immediately kind of snag those and, and try to haggle with them to see if I could purchase one for uh, almost no money. Actually, no money. Um, but I'm also curious, as as I'm doing this, uh, is that how is this effect still, is it starting to like wear off or am I like still still... In it to win it's, it and trying to win Maisie's you're, heart. Yeah, you're definitely a bit more aware of those feelings and them like possibly not being sure if they're real or not. And Barbara, it, it, it's the same for you. It's the, you know, now that you see Hank wrapped in a snug, you're not sure if he is the one. I don't know what you're but... talking about. <laughs> definitely fiddling to put the badge on as well. I think Hank, with 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 the set of plates in hand, you know, I'm, I'm haggling with with Listu and saying, okay, so you know, I. I don't quite have, uh, I'm not uh, uh, liquid right now, but I can offer you uh, three candles and a block of incense. Uh, <laughs> perhaps also an alms box uh, for this lovely set of china. It is nicked a little bit, so I figure, you know, you could could take a little bit off of, of the price. I, I reckon we could just about do that. Uh, and Listing makes a note to charge you back to the room as well for the... <laughs> Uh, for the for the for the ornamental plate, kind of just behind you, uh, the flap to the gift shop tent uh, is swung open. Have any of you seen? Uh... Oh God! Okay. Should have done a ten k this morning, Brad. <sighs> Have any of you seen Phoebe? No. Is she, is she okay? And he turns to, turns to Barbara and says, "I'm just asking out of curiosity." I have no feeling for Barbara, uh, for, for Phoebe. <laughs> that's, uh, that's okay. Yeah, is 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 Phoebe okay? She didn't. Uh, she didn't stop by the, the the tavern this morning. She 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 left in a huff, uh, and I didn't see her last night when I got back. I think I had too much to drink. And when I got up this morning, she wasn't there. Listune is just. I'm sure she's. I'm sure. I'm sure. Wherever your your charming wife, Mister Mantle, I'm sure wherever she is, she's off enjoying the splendors of winter came and and all that this wonderful little town has to offer. Perhaps she's perhaps she's partaking of a view of our local pond. Uh, and he's kind of gesturing up uh, out of the tent and away from this scene. When, when was the last time you saw her? <laughs> she didn't. She last night when she she stormed out of the. Uh, out of the inn she she does that you know like it's like her it's like her thing she gets mad at me i i apologize uh, I, I buy her a, a an apartment block uh, and we're we're good again can i can i recommend you get a different thing this doesn't sound healthy well i mean i i think his thing is going her best friend right so 
maybe that's why she didn't come back. I just brainstorming, you know. I'm just. Uh, I don't even know what you're talking about. Oh, like. Oh no, that's right. I caught you guys canoodling in the bathroom last night. Isn't that right? If if you just see Phoebe, okay, just send her back to the house. It'll all be all right. He saw nothing. He storms off in a huff. Boy, you know he just seems like a real ass, huh? <laughs> Handsome as as all get out, but you know, not 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 the kindest. Uh, I don't have a metaphor for it. He seems like a jerk. So I mean, looks aren't everything, you know. And I kind of lean into Hank a little bit. <laughs> Thank you. Hang on. <laughs> Feeling very uncomfortable about um, Hank's Hank and Babs' behavior, I turn to uh, to Mal and I'm like, "Oh, maybe we should go look for Phoebe and Babs." I I I I do think you need to go back and rest for a while. Oh yes, yes, for sure. I I, I think we should head back to the inn, Hank. Okay. Do you, do you guys don't need us to look for Phoebe? No, I think we'll 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 manage, Mal. I think we'll be fine. Just kind of cutting him off. <laughs> what the lady says, the lady gets gets, gets. or <laughs> says that we will do. We're gonna do that. <laughs> we are getting that on a t-shirt. Both of you, both of you are just so charming. <laughs> That's what we're best friends. <laughs> Loaded down with bags of souvenirs, you know, uh, wonderful, wonderful trinkets of your time at Winter Game. Hank and Barbara, you saunter off back towards Fortnite in Mal and Maisie. When the when the two of you kind of step out uh, uh, of the tent, kind of following behind Hank and Barbara, the square for winter came. There's a few kind of stalls. You can see various people kind of milling around, and just next to next to a small stall selling uh, fruits and vegetables, you see Chase chatting to well, uh, a human woman and. Uh, a grey-skinned orc who's about six foot seven. Um, and he seems to be getting a bit of a telling off. I would like to make a perception check to see if I can hear any of the conversation. Work away. Savage. I got a nine. It's just, it, it's it's not so much that you pick up on it, but you can, there's no like a, aggression in the tone. Uh, but you mm-hmm. you can just kind of tell by... Uh, the the woman that she's uh, like her her forehead is a little kind of cross, but you you can't make out what they're what they're talking about. Chase kind of just turns uh, and storms off as the woman just throws her hands up in the air, and the the orc uh, pulls her into an embrace and just gives her a very tight hug, and then a kiss. Well, gosh, Maisie dear, what did you think that was about? I don't know. Maybe we should go ask Chase what's going on here. There's something very weird going on in this village. Yeah, I think the babies flying and shooting at people kind of started to tip me off that this isn't, not all of this is hunky-dory. And certainly not when we saw a woman um, splashing about in a fountain either. She was looking for something weird though, right? I kind of, I got the sense that she was kind of, she was a little bit off with the uh, looking for the ring and whatnot. So I figured I would uh, try to throw her off the scent. She seems like she's up to something shady. There's a few people around here who seem like they're up to shady business. And I think back to Hank. I think I think we should maybe track Chase down. He might be able to tell us something. I think he likes us. You know, if we, we actually 
we've all been very considerate of his his actual name and he gave us the tour so maybe he might tell us something i think that's a good idea let's uh let's go hunt down the little bugger okay <laughs> both of you give me either give me a perception check or a survival check whatever your strongest at uh that's the same for both for me so i'll just go perception okay. same oh 19 16 Maisie uh, and Mal, you both see Chase. Like he, he, he stormed away from the his parents' uh, fruit and vegetable stall uh, and made his way into the tree line, just sort of northeast of the uh, of the square. Like he's kind of wandered into the woods a little bit. You can still kind of make him out between the the, the, the trees here are aren't growing together very much. They're still kind of on the out the edges of the forest, so you can still kind of see him, but. As you turn uh, and kind of head in his direction, just sort of slipping into the the tent, you just see Tiffany uh, step into the uh, in, into the ye old gift shop. You know, I don't know. I honestly, I think she's just trying to add notches to her bedpost. If you know what I mean, I just feel like she's kind of hopping all over the city. I'm not really that interested in what she's up to. I want to make sure that this Chase fella is doing all right. Yeah. Good point. But still kind of sketchy about Tiffany, but we would just try to catch up to him. Yeah. He he clearly knows he's being followed. Like he whether you're calling out to him or he can just hear your footsteps, he is just blatantly ignoring the both of you until you kind of catch up to him. This part of the woods seems to be a little bit more overgrown and a little bit more uh dense uh, than you would have first suspected. But there is clearly a path worn into the ground. <sighs> you two want well it just seems like you're under a little bit of distress there fella and we just wanted to make sure you're doing all right listing just told my parents that like i i talked about like the thing that happened the thing that we're not supposed to talk about well that's just silly i don't think you should be getting in trouble for that well it's like the big town secret well it's not so much a secret now thanks to you there (sighs) whatever but you know what? You shouldn't be getting tongue lashings from from your folks just because Listoon's trying to keep a secret from us, us, us uh, visitors, us tourists in that town. You know, it just feels like you know that's his responsibility to take ownership of that scenario, not yours. You're just uh, you're just a youth, take you know, taking on a summer job. You're not. You shouldn't be responsible for for such such things. Mal, give me a persuasion check with advantage. Well done, Mal. So, 16 or a... Oh, another 16. Ace just, like, kicks a clot of dirt at his feet and, like, kind of just locks eyes with you. He's like, yeah, like, that is their beef. I mean, like, the whole murder thing would be, like, a really cool way to attract people to the town. I mean, what's not cool about murder? With his newfound respect for you, uh, Malamar, uh, Chase just kind of, still kind of maintaining eye contact, he kind of hunches down a small bit. You want to see something that they don't on the tour? Uh, yeah, 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 right? I, well, yes, yes. Yeah, I, I'm a little apprehensive, but uh, let's go with it. With a kind of a grin on his face, like he is utterly thrilled that uh, somebody is going to, one, somebody's listening to him, and two, that he is going to get to to to, to show somebody uh, something that he's just absolutely infatuated with. I, I think as we're following, I'm going to whisper to Maisie. I swear to God, if this kid just comes to show us a dead body and like that's it, <laughs> I'm going <laughs> to. 
Look, we, something is weird going on here. So whatever we can find out to help us solve this, albeit maybe a dead body, not the first time I've seen one, it'll be fine. All right, all right. Anyway, sorry, sorry, kiddo. Keep, nope. keep. Uh... Well, Mal, when you turn back to you know to to tell Maisie, uh, you know ab- about your trepidations uh, around possibly finding a dead body in the woods, you don't feel the effects of the charm anymore. Like you just see this jittery, scrawny Ara Corcoran woman kind of just looking back at you. And she's like, you would definitely tell, you know, as focused as she is on getting to the root of the, whatever's going on in this town, she, she seems a bit out of sorts. She still seems a little bit kind of, uh, she's just as much on edge as you are. There's a rustling sound and then several branches are just moved out of the way. Standing there in a rather overgrown clearing, you see a disheveled looking mausoleum. We cut to Hank and Barbara, who are wandering towards the steps of the fortnight in a few moments or a few minutes prior. So we're going back in time a little bit uh, as the two of you are walking arm in arm. Uh, snug and snug, uh, laden down with bags of utter, utter trash. For the record, can uh, Hank potentially have like a hat that sort of says, I heart water, uh, uh, winter came? Um, can he just look like yeah. a typical, just like a, a stereotypical tourist that's just been... 100%. Can uh, it... It's actually I heart WC. Uh, and no one seems to get the reference. Fuck it, it, it was cheap and they got a deal on them, so they just kept the hats. Uh, so for anyone anyone thinking, anyone who sees it, Hank, outside of uh, outside of Winter Came, people think you just love the toilet. Uh, so... <laughs> Come on, it, it's fine. I think, that, I think Hank probably thinks that what it's, that's what it means as well. <laughs> where, where are we going, Barbara? Where, where, what are we doing? Well, back to the end. Um... And as we've sort of been walking, like, she's feeling the effects of the, the charm kind of uh, die off a little bit. And, and yeah, her original plan, she she doesn't want to go through with that anymore. So, so okay. we're going back to the inn. But she's thinking about Maisie and, like, that's kind of going in and out of her head because she's still walking with Hank. But but she's remembering Tiffany in the in the lake and everything and that... Um, and that this inn used to be the mayor's house and that guy who, or whatever it was, that busted in through the window the night before. And yeah, so so she's leading him back to the inn um, with the intention to drop everything off. And now she's thinking, you know, we need to figure out what's going on. I'm, I'm thinking we should drop off all this stuff and, and have a bit of a peek around. Is that all right? I absolutely agree. I can keep the hat, though, yes. You... Yeah, you can wear what you're wearing. I just want to put the bags down. That's fine. I was, but you don't need a nap now. And no, no, we're we're not going to nap. So we can no. we can drop the ruse now. I just I assumed the whole thing you were you were trying to make the 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 Aracocra jealous. Was that what you were doing? Hearing that, she kind of she's thinking of Maisie again, and and she does unlink their arms, and she's like, Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry about that. Yeah. No, that's, that's that's okay. I, I just I just assume it was a bit that you two were doing. It's absolutely fine. Cutting across the the uh, your path uh, is Tiffany, who uh, when she sees the both of you, she just gives you a a stone cold smile. Is this so time wise? Would this be before or after she's gone into the gift shop? This is before, so she's making her way to the gift shop. Uh, t- t- 
Tiffany, Tiffany, um, you okay? Itchy, and she's like she's kind of turned on her heel a little bit. But her eyes are on the gift shop. Tiffany, have you seen Phoebe? She's just like bye, uh, <laughs> and she she then slinks towards the the gift shop, completely unbothered or unfazed by the fact that her so called best friend is missing. Lovely woman. I'd like to talk to Miss Periwinkle about that 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 woman. Uh, sorry, that that man that appeared at our window. Seems a bit odd. Oh yes, that's a great place to start, actually. She may know if the place is haunted or of any legends of, of hauntings. So let's go and speak to her. Well, if anybody will be willing to tell us anything anyway. Exactly. With that, the two of you step into the, the fortnight in. There's a few more bodies uh, around. Uh, again, they... Alive they're, or they're, dead? Yeah, alive, alive. <laughs> living bodies. Living bodies. Bodies that are moving and full of air and blood. Uh, <laughs> no longer a slaughter belt, correct? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, as you are, um, y- 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 they don't look. They don't look like tourists. Like they, they, they look like locals. They're, you know, they're, they're dressed. You know, they're, they're best farm wear. Um, and a few of them kind of just kind of uh, Hank and Barbara. As you step in in your city folk finery, uh, Hank in your case, your I heart uh, WC. <laughs> And you're snug that you've fashioned into a shirt almost. <laughs> These people are just kind of eyeballing all of you. Uh, like they're just you know, city folk and they're rolling their eyes. Um, uh, you know, tourists. Ugh. Um, <laughs> and, and, and they're kind of pitched against the the bar, kind of preparing, uh, you know, some drinks and stuff like that. Uh, you, I, Gladys, Periwinkle. Uh, again, uh, as flighty and as excitable as she's always seemed. Hello! It's glad to see you've returned from your sojourn. Thanks, it was great. Um, to the point here, we don't have a load of time. Has there been some weird stuff that has happened here, um, including maybe like a guy who died, just, you know, out of curiosity? Silence just cuts across the uh, the floor of the tavern. Like It's that moment in, you know, the, in, in the spaghetti western where like the hero crosses the the double doors uh and then just everyone just turns and fixes and just goes quiet weird in winter came what whatever whatever you're referring to not at, um, murder not at all this is quite a lovely sweet little town where nothing nefarious or corrupt like that would ever possibly happen it's just oh what you must clearly be exhausted from all that sun may i may i incite this woman Yes, you may incite away. (laughs) (laughs) Oof, wouldn't have thought so with a six. She's, she's definitely, so she definitely believes what she's saying. You you don't get a good read on her. Uh, Periwinkle, um, I never said murder. (laughs) Her voice goes up like three octaves. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> now everybody in the bar is looking at her <laughs> Gladys for the first time in her life feels really caught for words and just completely put on the spot when everybody looking at her she panics and she drops the tray of drinks that she had just prepared and she runs towards the back kitchen chase 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 Oh. <laughs> you're just you're just gonna sp- uh, like sprint after her yeah i mean i was either gonna chase her or just like fling my axe in her direction so 
uh, hot on Gladys's heels, you see her like bolt down the, as, as as much as a you know a an elderly woman can bolt uh, down a hallway. She she does make a run for it, and she darts into a uh, an open door, and it slams shut. And you just hear kind of a, a yeah, metallic bolt just slide across it. Um, I'm afraid I've, I've left something on the stove. So if there's anything else that you might need, I'll be with you as quickly as soon as I get this ready. Ma'am, we're going to need you to let us in or I'm going to need to break this door. I, 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 I can't talk right now, dearie, but um, later at the dance. Do you prefer answering questions about this murder in a room full of people? Or do you want to just let me in and tell me in private? You just, uh, coming from inside the, the locked uh, room, you just hear a, Bring the sheep, bring the sheep, we will go rejoice. <laughs> she's just, um, she's trying to block you out. All right, can I smash down the door? <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. You can say something say, first. <laughs> are, you, are, you, are you making sandwiches? I'm, I'm very good at making sandwiches. Perhaps I could help and get. We can get this job done quicker, um, uh, Gladys. Uh, give me a persuasion check uh, with disadvantage, Hank, just because she's now terrified of Barbara. Of course she <laughs> um, oh, sorry, a persuasion. Good disadvantage, eleven. She's not going to fall for that ruse just yet. Um, <laughs> She's just humming very, very loudly to herself inside the room. I don't think it worked. I think we may have to break this door down. Can I smash it with my axe? <laughs> okay, so you're not even going like, to try to force it with your strength. You're just going <laughs> to smash it with an axe. Declan, Why have an axe if you're not breaking down doors? Eldritch Blast, Earth and Axe. It's such a <laughs> good thing. It's, it's one of the other things. <laughs> Amber has All two notes for her character. <laughs> Blast it or smash it. Uh, give me, uh, give me an attack roll, so with your great axe. As Barbara pulls out the um, the axe, Hank Hank keeps impressed, remembering his conversation about the axe the night before. <laughs> so do you, he's got an, a nat one. Yeah. <laughs> Hank, Hank looks less impressed. the desk. <laughs> so two two things happen. At that exact moment, you draw your your uh, your great axe. You kind of violently kind of swing it overhead, and it just it all the sweat from Hank that you had soaked <laughs> up uh, has made your hands that little bit clammier, that little bit temper, and the the great axe flies overhead and smashes a it goes clear through a wall behind you. I'm just gonna look at Hank and go. Do you mind? And point at the door, and then I'm going to go run off and grab my axe. Yeah, I'm going to, given, given I've just seen um, an axe slip out of the hands of someone who isn't <laughs> the actual person sweating, um, I think, I think I'll, I'll take a cue and I might just try and um, sort of put my shoulder through the door. So, Hank, give me a strength check. Not a strength check, just a straight up strength check. Um, and, Barbara, give me a perception check to go find your axe. I... I, Barbara with a, a natural one. I got a natural two. Um, <laughs> I suspect I missed the door or something. Well, yeah. it, 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 surprisingly, whatever she used to bolt the door, it, it, it's definitely a lot stronger than you thought it would. And there, just crowning your shoulder, Hank, is just this 
blots of purple as your shoulder throbs. <laughs> I got a 14 to find the axe. With kind of embarrassment flushing uh, your cheeks, you turn and gaze kind of down the hallway behind you. And the hallway ended in a weird little alcove. There was just kind of a table and a vase that are now kind of also smashed in bits, uh, pretty much cleaved in two. <laughs> As you wander down the hall, you f- see that the axe went right through it. And on the other side, you see a very, very dusty looking room and on the floor, your axe. Okay, can I go in and, and get it? The, the axe, like it, the hole in the wall is axe-sized. You are not axe-sized. Hank? <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm not axe-sized. Um, <laughs> uh, yes, Barbara? Can you help me break the wall so I can have my axe? Did you see what I just did to this door? I don't think so. <laughs> Together. T- Together, yeah. Um, yeah, let's go and break... Let's, we can't do doors, so let's do walls. Maybe, maybe it's just... Yeah. This one's already damaged, so... <laughs> Yeah, very true. Yeah, if uh, Hank, if you want to give me uh, an attack roll with advantage. So it's a 14. Kind of just uh, nudging Barbara slightly out of the way. Uh, you uh, just kind of rear up uh, and swing at the wall. And the, 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 the plywood that was there kind of giving this kind of facade of a, a dead end uh, crumbles in, 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 into bits and pieces of... of, of Timber fragments uh, and splinters. Okay. Um, so is this like a secret room behind a wall? Is that what we've discovered? Yes. Yeah. yeah. You're welcome, Hank. <laughs> <laughs> I did all of this on purpose. Just <laughs> the time. Uh, I think you'll find I, I was the one that was sweating. Just, just, just for reference, um, you you've damaged your great axe, um, Barbara. So you'll have to take it to a smithy to get it repaired. Uh, and until then, it's going to be on mi- minus two uh, on all damage rolls. Okay, so I can get in here now. Like I can fit myself through. Yes. Yeah, both of you. Hole? Yeah, okay. there is a Barbara and Hank sized hole in the, <laughs> the, the wall. Okay, um, realizing now that this isn't just like some weird like in between you know like wall space like weird crawl space thing um i'm gonna come in a bit slower and i want to i guess do like a perception or investigation to make sure i'm not going to get murdered walking into here yeah uh well if you're looking for somebody give me a perception check um that's a 14 the with the exception of you and hank there's nobody else in this room it's fairly big actually the room it's about the same size as the tavern uh floor uh out at the front of, of the fortnight inn everything has a rather thick film of dust on it and there is a heavy heavy smell of sort of musty air and mothballs should we have a look in these boxes yes yes this let's let's look around i wonder if this is it's like the mayor's old quarters or something yeah so i'd, I'd like to have a look in some of these boxes and if that's possible um, both of you give me both of you give me straight up investigation checks Minus one, this should go well. Uh, 11. Oh, it's the best. Oh, of course it'd be. Natural 20, although it's a minus one, so 19 overall, but a natural 20. Uh, no, if it's a nat 20, it's a nat 20. Yeah. Okay. 
Barbara, you take the lid off of one of the boxes and just a small swarm of moths just rush up kind of at you. And you are, you've got that weird kind of moth dust thing. The box looks to be filled with sort of like clothes. Like old clothes? They're all well, kind like... of musty uh, and damp to mm. the touch. And as you are, uh, as, as you watch Barbara kind of uh, rustle through a box filled with a kind of old soggy clothes uh venturing kind of further into the room just lying against the back wall uh, covered kind of half covered uh more so in a tarp you see a kind of faux gold gilded edged frame it, 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 it it's like a large painting and they're sort of standing rather astute you recognize the the figure as the the ghostly specter that appeared in your room last night. He he appears to be a, a man of distinguished wealth, and they're kind of at, at the bottom of the portrait that where the tarp is kind of falling away. Uh, you just see Lord Bertram Gladjob, and the rest of the portrait, the the engraving has been scratched to pieces. Scratched purposely. Um, is there? Okay. In in this painting is uh, can I see his hand? Is there is there a ring on his um, on his hand? His hand. So as I said, part of the portrait is covered by a tarp, and while one of his hand is sort of nestled, that's sort of like presidentially in his you know uh, his coat pocket. The other hand does seem to be grasping a a more kind of slender hand. There is a gold ring on the ring finger, but you can't see the rest of the figure because it's covered in the tarp. Okay, so I, I'll take off the tarp then, if that's possible. Pulling the tarp back, the, the full portrait, and Barbara, you hear uh, there's just a cloud of dust just sort of washes over uh, Hank. Uh, as it does, and as the dust kind of settles and Hank coughs up a lung, there's this portrait revealed of a man kind of holding the hand of a woman. She's dressed in a sort of deep red uh, gown top half of the portrait appears to be have been destroyed and the face of the woman has been torn from the portrait so all you see is her neckline and a silver locket hanging I, it's unlikely but do i recognize the locket in any way like have i seen it anywhere else in other portraits or mm, it doesn't it doesn't look familiar okay i um perhaps we should tell gladys that we found her secret stash Maybe that'll get her out of that room. Yeah, I doubt she wants us to know this is here, so. Well, if it's been if it's been closed off, I suspect she knows something about it if this is her place. There's a heavy sigh behind both of you. <sighs> well, it seems you have discovered our deep, dark secret. Gladys <laughs> is standing in the doorway, the makeshift doorway that you made in the hole in the wall. <laughs> It's the doorway now. What is this? Who who is this? We are gazing on late Lord Bertram Gladjob. I acquired some of his things after he passed. I've kept them secret and safe. Safe from who? Safe from what? There is a terrible secret in Winter came a crime that she she steps into the room. Nobody was meant to learn of. I'm afraid can't let leave here and we cut back to mal and uh Maisie and chase at the uh the mausoleum so uh that's where they buried the guy 
What uh what uh yeah the 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 guy that was murdered there? Yeah, they and he kind of flicks uh, his his fringe over to the side of his face. Didn't want him in the in the town just because Listuna and the the others thought it would be like bad for like business. And re- remind me again, who who was the guy that was murdered? Ugh, like like the local lord. He owns like the town and like all the buildings and stuff. How did this guy uh, meet his end? Was anyone suspected? Oh, like they just found him like dead in the square. And like there was like nobody suspicious. Apparently he was betrothed to some lady chick and she absconded and he died of a broken heart. And Listoon and the others felt that that was just bad press for the festival. Of was any of the others who don't live here were they here last year? Was Brad or Tiffany or Phoebe were they in the town last year when this happened? I don't know. Like, place is full of tourists and stuff. I don't. I, he just he shrugs his shoulders. Like, do you want to check out the mausoleum or not? Oh yes, yes. Is it open? Like nobody comes here. Like so. And he, uh, he, from his pocket, he just takes out a small ring of keys. Well, yeah, I mean, lead the way. Trudging across the, uh, the ground, it's a bit murky. There's a short uh, stairwell leading down into the dark. Mal and Maisie, give me perception checks. Oh, um... Five? Oh, net 20. Oh, thank God. <laughs> oh, thank God one of us can use our eyes and our ears. Uh, um, uh, Maisie, you are just furious, kind of like you're uh, you're a little bit sort of taken aback by the fact that you're now venturing deep down into one. Uh, Mal, you kind of watch uh, as Chase kind of steps in. Like he, he he's he's kind of elated that he's showing somebody this. You notice two things. The first is there are there are scuff marks on on, on the stairs, like it, they look like drag marks. And secondly, you can kind of hear sounds of like an echoed slightly muffled conversation and it seems kind of one-sided because then the other side it sounds quite like a muffled or gagged crying oh yeah i think i i would want to push further and and try to hear what this muffled conversation is or what what this muffled noise is you hear kind of drifting on the just kind of there's a kind of a low whistling uh, wind, kind of like a draft moving through the mausoleum, and there is definitely a smell of decay and rot. And Maisie, you pick up on this as well. There is a very very faint sort of perfumed smell, like lilac and honeydew. As you draw closer to it, uh, you hear just why. Why did you break my heart to me? <laughs> Around the corner, as you step forward, they're lying against a stone crypt. You see bound and gagged Phoebe, whose eyes are red uh, from crying. And hovering over her, you see the ghostly spectral form that you did the night before. <gasps> who goes there and Chase is just like oh gods he's just smiling 
Now, who goes there? What are you doing here de- desecrating this uh, this young man's tomb? Uh, Phoebe's eyes light up and she's like, and she's gesturing up at the uh, the ghost. Who oh, this is your abode. I see. Well, sorry. Seems like I walked in here on a little bit of a, a lover's quarrel here, but I feel like you're going to have to unbound and gag the young lady here before something bad happens. Phoebe's eyes light up in sheer terror. I'm not, not, I'm not going to marry him. Around her neck, you just see a silver necklace, like a locket dangling and kind of jostling in the light. You know, I know what it's like to have a crush on someone and not to have it requited. And it really, it's, it's, it puts you down in the dumps. But I'm going to have to uh, come nab this young lady and take her back above ground. Uh, and maybe we can uh, all kind of unpack this, this uh, lover's quarrel up there. Sound good? And he's going to go and try to uh, scoop up, scoop her up and, and try to leave with her. Can I just prepare in case he reacts to that to attack the ghost? Three things are about to happen here. Mal, give me a X check, just a straight up dex roll to kind of rush in and kind of grab Phoebe. Uh, oh, there we go. Natural 20. Did you say uh, nat 20 again? Yeah. I'm like really good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like professional. <laughs> Mal, you kind of sweep in to grab Phoebe at the same time the the spectral form of this man takes a swing with his fist. But what are you doing, Maisie? Uh, I'm going to cast Guiding Bolt at him. Okay, uh, give me your attack roll. 13. Uh, 12 damage. With your hands kind of bowed up a... a a bubble of light just kind of forms up in front of you and it just strikes uh, the ghost who just dissipates with it. No, my love! <laughs> and the, the crypt is filled with this flash of light and Chase is just standing there gobsmacked. It was the coolest thing I have ever seen. <laughs> now, Chase, did you know that this young lady was down here all, all, all bound up? If it is she. That did not answer my question. <laughs> While he's questioning him, I run over and I start to untie, help to untie her and ungag her. Uh, oh my god! Can we just please get out of here? Because I, I just, oh my god, I'm just, I, oh my god, I'm just, I just want to have a bath. I just want to go home and I want to find Brad and I just want to go to bed. My, 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 my dear, who, who put you here? I haven't got like the faintest like clue of like what happened i i just i stormed out of the 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 tavern last night and usually like a few minutes later brad comes running and he did it and then i just went for a walk and somebody hit me from behind and i woke up here and there was a ghost and oh my god i could still smell that smelly little man sweat on me (laughs) it's just Oh dear! Oh dear! I start stroking her hair to to just kind of comfort her. Could could I um make an arcana check on the locket? Yeah, you can. Arcana's not that good. Oh, nineteen. Wait, that was that was someone else's. I rolled a seven. <laughs> Somebody else got a nineteen and knows exactly what that locket is. Um, you don't see anything or feel anything sort of magical emanating from it. Gotcha. Okay. 
look, let's let's get you back to the inn. We'll get some hot food for you, and we'll get we'll go. We'll get Brad to come and pick you up. Yeah, yeah that sounds like a plan. Although you know, maybe this isn't the time, but I don't think that Brad fella is too good for you. I think he's he's a bit of a scoundrel. No, no. 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 Yeah, you're right. You're right. See, this is this is me. <laughs> I always just run my mouth. I don't really think about timing all that much. And uh, well, it's, one it's thing okay. You, Let's you, get you, you, you speak your truth. That's beautiful. But right now we have to take care of this young lady. Yeah, fair, fair enough. What about Brad? Nothing. Anyway, we'll we'll unpack <laughs> it later. <laughs> okay. Uh, I just want my Brad, Brad. And she's kind of uh, on her feet as you're kind of escorting her out of the, the tomb. Chase the entire time is just like wide-eyed and slack-jawed. Like he's just, this is going in my book. Like you've no idea. Uh, and he's just, wow. Chase, dear, I want to say thank you because of you showing us something that town was hiding you helped rescue this woman yeah, but like in my book she's probably gonna die <laughs> that's fine that's fiction that's okay that's okay but just you personally right now you've done something very good okay whatever <laughs> it's just that uh, he's following behind you as he as you head out <laughs> i don't know mal did i did i say the right thing i don't know Oh, I just think he's a really weirdo teenager. I don't think, I mean, I think you said the right thing, but I think he's just kind of a... I have such trouble connecting to, to the younger generation. I, oh, gosh, I, 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 I try my best, you know, but... I love how you're now debating, like, you know, how you relate to the youth of the day while you're escorting like... an emotionally unstable young woman. <laughs> Stop trying to learn these stupid dances. Just have a conversation once in a while. You know what I mean? <laughs> I know, I know, I know, but it doesn't seem to get through. <laughs> Chase is flossing as he walks out the door. <laughs> With you kind of making your way back to the inn, we, we turn uh, to the inn. What, what do you mean you can't let us leave the room? I can't exactly let you leave here now that you uncovered part of our deep dark secret. Listoon had the entire townspeople commit to it. We've, we've got to save face. We can't let people uncover the truth. Gladys, respectfully, I don't think you can stop us. I know. I, I, she throws her hands up straight in the air. I, I am. I am going to tell you everything you need to know. I am. I am. I am. I am, a, I am Gladys Periwinkle. I am a lover, not a fighter. Okay. Come off as threatening. <laughs> like she's just, <laughs> she says, holding a knife that she'd be used to cut sandwiches. <laughs> Tell us everything you know, then. Lord Bertram, rumours were rife around the town, you see. People, people were saying that the young lord had found his one true love. And she kind of casts a finger at the portrait. Never dared lay eyes on the woman. She was quite a mysterious, elegant figure. And... As fate would have it, the night before the festival, the woman vanished without a trace, and Bertram was found dead in the square. That's about it, really. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
and Liz Dune then took over as mayor and he told us not to tell anybody because we'd invested so much money in the festival and it would ruin the town and all of us townsfolk. Oh, I, I was just about to say, as far as town secrets go, that was quite tame. Um, <laughs> so Liz Dune covered this whole thing up because he'd profited from it. Well, financially, the town had invested our entire budget into the festival and the word got out we had been all ruined, not just Listu. I see. Okay, um, but this festival isn't bringing in any money anyway. There's nobody here. You're here, aren't you? Yeah, but we want it. Like, I'm not giving you any money. Um, Hank, with, with that phrase, Hank sort of shrinks a little bit, still wearing um, plenty of tourist <laughs> stuff that he's bought. <laughs> <laughs> He's bought on credit. <laughs> no more of our money. <laughs> the rest of the session needs to be the players explaining the basics of running a business. <laughs> There's a reason the town is destitute. <laughs> like, I am its financial advisor. <laughs> um, the 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 festival has to continue. We have we have the cotillion to this evening, and it it, it 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 just must. We can't lose our homes. We can't. We the town would be ruined. I'm not too happy about the fact that you wanted to keep this secret, and I don't think you've taken the right choices. But I understand that you're in a difficult situation with the the town and its budget. Um, what? And I look at I look at Barbara and and sort of say, what, what what do you think we should be? What do you think we should do? What if we just go home? Like, <laughs> this does sound very much their problem. Like, yeah, no, that's um, Miss Periwinkle. Um, I don't really care. <laughs> like, we came for a vacation, and it's kind of been you guys that have been really creepy and weird about things. Like a guy died in your small town, and that's not my problem. I, I do. Sorry, I just thought one very quick question. You, you say no one saw the woman. What was her name? Her name was Bethany. Um, Hank's going to point to the painting. Was that Bethany in the picture? I believe so. Yes, I. In in, in his final moments, perhaps Lord Gladjob bereft and his heart torn from him he he defaced the only portrait of her we were visited by a ghostly spirit last night and he said return the ring does that mean anything the gladjob family ring it they own they, they own all of the town whoever whoever has that ring in their possession they would own winter came all the lands surrounding it but the ring has been lost. We have no one has found it for a year. Hence, why Listoon has been our acting head of town. When was the last time it was seen? It wasn't on Bertram's body when we found him. And who found him? He was found that morning by some locals. He he he, he was soaking wet. It it didn't make any sense. He he there was no wounds. The the, the the local heater couldn't discern if there had been any poisoning. He, it just looked as if the poor man's heart had given out. Where was he found? In the town square where we are holding the dance tonight, which I now realised is quite morbid. 
And did you search? You say he was wet. His clothes were drenched, but when we searched the pond and and the fountain, we we found no ring. And he has no no relatives, no surviving. He was the last glad job, the last of his namesake, the last of his blood. Oh, the town is doomed. I um, Hank Hank turns to um, Barbara and says, uh, "We saw Tiffany down by the pond. I wonder if she was." It seemed odd at the time that she was just there. I wonder if she was looking for it. I wonder if she found the ring. Perhaps we should find her and, and ask her. She said something about the ring, but then Mal said he had it, and she went off in a huff. So I don't think she found it. Okay. I mean, I, I'd say our best bet is to find the others and, and let them know. Maisie's very good at, at these things. Did she She can probably help us. Absolutely. Let's go and find them. You Can I just, like, uh, yep. yeah, shove past her? <laughs> just. <laughs> okay. Just shoving Gladys out of the way, Barbara just storms out. <laughs> Are you heading back out to the main tavern? For, like, the, the main floor? Yeah. Yeah, okay. yeah. As you, <laughs> as you step back in, out onto the main floor, uh, coming to the doors, you see Mal, Maisie, Chase, and Phoebe. Oh, what good timing. <laughs> Can we can we have that moment where we see each other and we both want to explain our expected points, but we're both talking over each other like gibberish, so no one. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yeah. Just go go for it. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. Three, two, one. All right. So so we were in that room with the lady. So she seems to be captured by a ghost. I don't know how a ghost ties someone up, but she was. I thought you guys said you were bringing me to Brad. Oh dear, 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 dear. We're bringing Brad here to you. Take a seat. Let's get you some food. Phoebe, are you okay? She starts to answer Hank, and then she sees that it's you who asked her, and she just shuts up. It seems she's okay. Hank, around Phoebe's neck, you see the same silver locket. Uh, Phoebe, where did you find that locket? For the first time, she's kind of noticed it. She looks down at it. Um, I, 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 I gave uh, Tiffany like three of my rings in like a swap meet, and she gave me this. It's hideous, but she says I have to wear it because if I don't, I'm like a bad friend. What? What is it about the locket? The 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 locket. I I clearly explained this when we were talking over each other. It is, <laughs> um, we we uh. We found a, a painting at the back, and it's uh, it's a painting of the, the deceased Lord Bertram Gladjob. And there's a woman in the painting, and we can't see her face, but we there was a locket around her neck, and it's exactly look uh, looks exactly like that one. At this at this stage, Phoebe takes the locket off. She puts it on the table, and she just kind of shoves it across. She's like, "I don't even like it. It's tacky. Everybody knows rose gold is my color." <laughs> The locket must have attracted the ghost to thinking that was his love, but it belongs to Tiffany. But where did Tiffany get it? Unless it actually is hers. I think we're all on the same page and we need to find Tiffany. 
like Phoebe's standing there like, I'm like the one that was like kidnapped and harassed by a ghost. But yeah, sure, make it all about Tiffany. And she she storms off. Like she's she heads out. Uh, she just leaves the tavern again. She'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, she, she doesn't have a habit of getting kidnapped and bopped on the head. Starting to think she doesn't like me. <laughs> no. No. You're great. I'm not sure it's going to work out between me and her. Anyway, let's go and find Tiffany. Don't worry, Hank. You'll find the flower that blooms for you one day. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I, I, I saw. Um, we saw Tiffany very briefly earlier, and we saw her going into the into the gift shop. So, I guess that's the first place we would look for her. Can I pick up the locket as well and take it with me? Uh, you can indeed. So, uh, when you pick it up. It is a, like, it's, it's, a, it's a silver locket. It's like, uh, it's not like, it's not in the shape of a heart or anything like that. Like, it's a little kind of, like a little square box kind of a, a, at the end of it. There's a good bit of weight to it, which tells you that it's at least real. You know, this isn't, you know, something cheap that's been plated. With, with the four of you making your way out, uh, you see that it's now sort of like dusk and the, the square has been kind of done up with a, uh, like a, like full length trellis at either side that just kind of engulfs the whole thing and there's lovely kind of wildflower draped you know with silk cloths it 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 looks like your worst prom picture that you could probably kind of conjure in your mind and there's a small little stage where you see a band of kind of middle-aged men all wearing uh eternal boulder t-shirts and kind of making himself somewhat kind of busy near that center stage you see listoon varna you don't see any sign of uh, of Tiffany. Hank's going to go walking up to Liz Dune then. Liz Dune, um, have, you, uh, have you seen Tiffany around? You mean the elegant, effervescent, sweet nectar that is Miss Stormfinger? Why, yes, I've, I, 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 I've seen that, the, the young lady. Uh, she is currently busying herself getting ready for the cotillion. And, well... Mr. Headsplitter, you and your companions certainly like to be early. We've we've barely got things organized for the cotillion. I can, I can see. I can, uh, uh, the sandwiches aren't even out yet. <laughs> I wonder what it is keeping Miss Periwinkle with the snacks and beverages. She was quite she was quite busy earlier. I'd, I'd, I'd give her I'd give her a moment. I, I think uh, don't don't certainly certainly don't go and talk to her. Um, I think she's I think she's just busy. <laughs> yes. Is, is there something I can help you folk with? We need to just find Tiffany. Her friend was in distress and we just want to find the, her to reunite her with her. Oh, I saw um, the, 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 the young uh, half-elf girl. She, 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 she wandered by and she, she met her, her husband and they seem to have reconciled. And he's kind of nodding and smiling. Uh, can I get an uh, insight check on that? Yeah, you can do. Ten. Yikes! I have plus six uh, to insight. That sucks. Well, I, I I'll do you one better. I rolled a nat one on my deception check. <laughs> I'm so good at this game. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as he's so, Mal, there's you you. He's kind of smiling, and he, like it's that fake phony smile he's had on his face since you met him yesterday, and. Mm-hmm. You notice that as he, uh, like, as he's kind of, as he's answering you and as he's kind of trying to make eye contact with the four of you, he has drawn that uh, staff he had uh, on him this morning up 
and he's kind of giving it a bit of a wiggle and the staff lights up and immediately you know his full intent as just behind him appear four little cherubites. Now, I have things to get ready, so I think I think all of y'all could maybe do with a little loan time, maybe? Perhaps? Wouldn't want you folk going meddling where your noses shouldn't be? Yeah, criminy, not these things again. All of you, well, uh, all of you give me an initiative roll, and Mal, you can do so with an uh, advantage. Uh, okay, first one's an 11. Second one is, a, I'll stick with 11. I got 13. Okay, okay anybody higher than 13? Well, Nine for me. Maisie, you are up first, followed by uh, Barbara, then Mal, then Hank, then the Cherubites. So I s- kind of stretch out my wings and just fly so I'm floating a little bit above the ground, like only say about 10 feet. Okay. And I want to cast um, Reduce Flame at one of these little suckers. Okay, yeah, give me uh, an attack roll. Nine. <laughs> uh, no, it will miss. Yeah, yeah. Um, so kind of, uh, flying a little bit up off the ground, basically you conjure a ball of, uh, fire up in front of you. Uh, it rushes from the tips of your wings, uh, and the terabyte just kind of does a little, a, a, a back roll, uh, midair. Then one of the other little terabytes just high fives him and they, the four of them sneaker to each other. Uh, Barbara. Maisie, Maisie dear, be, be careful, please. Uh, you, you, you don't want to get hit by them. I, I promise. Um, and I cast Shield of Faith on her, and that gives her a plus two to her AC. Bonus action? Rage. Oh, yeah. And how how does Barbara rage? She just sort of cracks her knuckles and, like, leans back and gets ready. Like, she's she's not dramatic about it. She's just ready to fight. Turning to Maisie, who you see had kind of flown up a little bit up into the air, uh, you concentrate as the light hardens around Maisie and there's like just a kind of a little kind of a shine off her aura where it's preventatively and at that exact same moment uh, Barbara locks all her fingers together and with a very audible crack she just moves into full rage mode Mal yeah I think what I will do is cast um, fog cloud around us four to try to obscure us from any uh, ranged attacks and are you taking any bonus action no. Okay. So from Malamar's hands, just this mist just forms and then thickens until a full swirling maelstrom of fog just fills around him and just bursts outwards. Hank, so attack rolls are going to be a disadvantage. Yeah, that's absolutely fine. Um, so in which case, then I'm going to rage, first of all. Then I'm going to uh, step up to where I think, at least... Um, the closest of those is within the fog cloud. Um, and then double hand with my battle axe, um, I'm going to uh, swing at the Cherubites. A 19 plus 6, so 25 overall. Yeah, wow. that def- that definitely hits it. And the damage uh, two-handed was uh, 7. You take one step into it, Hank, yeah, like like just one step up in front of you with your uh, axe in your, in, in both hands. You're holding it at the edge just to get as much of a reach on it as you possibly can. And you use it to just swat the air rather than slice it. And there is a very audible twack as you hit something mid-air. 
I also rolled to see if you were going to swap Maisie. You did not. Uh, so Maisie, you don't take the seven damage. There's a, like a... As you hit one of these terabytes. Now that I know that it's there, am I still at disadvantage? Yeah, yeah I tell you what, yeah, just you can roll with advantage on this one. Okay. Just because you're, you're aiming um, for the same thing. Uh, so that's a 21 to hit. Yep. Uh, so then damage-wise, so I'm going for the same same one as well. Uh, that is a nine overall. As you swat and you feel the axe slap into this thing and there's a wailing and a wah, you keep the same motion. It's just full momentum, Hank, with you. As the axe, you move it straight down and you guide this fat little winged cherub baby straight to the hardwood floor that Listoon has ordered in specially. And there is an audible pop. Uh, as glitter uh, explodes around you and little pink puffs of air and there is a faint faint scent of lavender as 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 this happens you just hear an audible kind of gasp that's what what incarnation are you folk doing uh, surely surely you can see the merits to this festival okay it, 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 we're trying to bring people together we're trying to connect everybody um i rolled for two of them so far um the disadvantage has knocked a nat 20 off of one of them hank give me another attack roll so the first two take aim with their arrows mal one whizzes right past your face and you just hear an audible ow from behind you <laughs> and then a lot of lip smacking happening and you're pretty sure if your if your spatial awareness is correct, that's where the band were a second ago. But you can't see anything because of the fog, thankfully. The other arrow just hits the ground, Barbara, next to your feet. Hank, one of the cherubites just flies straight up into your business with his uh, bow and arrow drawn, and he's got a kind of a wicked, snarling little face, and fangs are bared at you. But as he pulls back, you know that weird thing when you're in archery and you kind of lose control, and the the the, the arrow just waves out the wrong way. And he loses his grip and the arrow falls to the ground and you have a free attack on him because he rolled in that goddamn one. Probably not though. Uh, 11 overall. To hit does not, I'm afraid. So more more that you were startled as it approached, you kind of swung defensively, kind of swatting it away a small bit. Maisie, back up to you. Okay, so because I'm kind of hovering a bit above the others, I want to smack my wings kind of in the direction where the cherubs were before the fog cloud came out, just to kind of clear to see if I can see any of them. Uh, give me a quick strength check <laughs> four uh you swat at the fog but it doesn't clear like it, it's like it, you feel it move around you and as quickly as it does it's replaced by more magical fog i want to just fly up and above the fog cloud then just to see what i can see around it or if any of the chair bites are out, outside of it so flying upwards you're out of the 20 foot kind of radius of the fog cloud spell and you can, you see just on the edges of it, Listoon uh, talking to Tiffany, who sees you. Okay. Can I cast a spell or, or what about the, are those two actions counting for anything? Uh, you movement. Yes. You try to move. The, yeah. I, have you got yeah. any bonus actions? I'm going to cast Starry Form, which I can do as a bonus action. Um, I can expend a use of my wild shape feature to take on a starry form rather than transforming into a beast. So yeah, I'm going to turn into the archer. Okay, so you're just going full on digi evolution for us. Pretty uh, much, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> over the over the fog cloud, all of you just see this light. Uh, it's it, it's strong enough that it's kind of piercing the the fog cloud. It's not burning the magic away. But it is illuminating the kind of the top half of the fog cloud. And from here, you can see the other two cherubites floating. 
and you just hear an audible gasp from outside the fog cloud from Listoon, who, Maisie, you see it, is sort of being shirked away from the dance floor by Tiffany. Barbara, so your disadvantage with fog cloud is currently uh, being cancelled out. Okay, perfect. Um, yeah, so I just want to pick one of the little shits and shoot it with my short bow. That was a <laughs> 11. You fire a shot straight through the fog cloud where you think the cherub is, but you miss. And immediately the cherub just kind of like flits around the place looking to see what that just was. Bonus action? No, nothing. Mal. I am going to cast Thunder Wave. And I'm going to cast this at third, sorry, second level. Okay, so they have to make a constitution saving throw. Delightful. And not <laughs> at all terrifying. Um, I assume that cube is going upwards, by the way. <laughs> um and what's your spell save dc spell save dc is 14 okay i rolled a 13 so roll for damage please (laughs) so they will each take 11 thunder damage oh and then they're pushed 10 feet away from me if they're right above me, I don't know how that would work, though. But it's it's going to push them out of the fog cloud. Mal, just with a your hands up in front of you, you just clap them together. The fog actually rolls like like a like a, a wave curling in on itself. The fog rolls out as this force of thunderous energy just claps straight towards them, and the two cherubites are just slammed with it, and you see them hurtling out of the fog cloud before they disappear from your line of sight. Sorry, I will use my action or my movement to run after um, Tiffany and what's his name? Um, so you're, you're running towards Listoon. Listoon, yeah, uh, as okay. they're trying to fix it. Okay, so I, you're, you're going to just try and dart out of the fog cloud? Yeah. Uh, after them. Uh, Maisie, from here, you see two cherubites just blasted out of the fog cloud. Both of them look a little more worse for wear. Um, you know, there's like they both have tiny little uh, nosebleeds. Their wings look a little bit flustered. At the exact same moment as there was that thunderous boom just bolting out of the cloud of fog, you see Malamar, who's running in the direction of, of Listoon. And as he does, you see that uh, Listoon and Tiffany, she wasn't leading him away. She's trying to grapple the the staff from him hank am i right in saying there's one cherubite just by me there is yeah right in front of your face and you have advantage on this because he's on top of you um so 19 to hit that's uh five damage and the second attack oh nine advantage that does nine with advantage yeah with advantage that was both nines okay uh no i'm afraid as you um when you're with it right in front of you, you just swing with the axe uh, as it, he tries to fly back and, and you catch him a little bit. And where you cut into his arm, just glitter just tumbles out. He, he full on hisses at you as he retreats into the fog. And as you kind of go to swing out with your axe kind of back the other direction with the momentum, he has disappeared into the fog. I rolled a... 15 and a 16. Both cherubites draw their uh, their uh, their bows back again and they release two arrows. And Maisie, as you go to kind of deflect or defend yourself, like kind of bring your wings up around you, the arrows hit something kind of midair around you, like a almost like a shield of faith. And the arrows just 
break and burst and the cherubs are kind of giving out to each other like and Maisie you can also uh just off to the corner of the the dance floor there you just see Tiffany and Listoon and they're still going uh at it strong over the staff and you watch as Tiffany just rears back her left leg and she punts Listoon right into the groin and with just a squeal uh, he lets go of the, the the staff and falls to the ground, uh, cupping himself uh, and rocking back and forth in, in agony. Uh, Tiffany just, uh, with the holding, holding the staff uh, overhead, just gives a kind of a, a little shake. Uh, and again, light kind of glitters and pulses from it. And for a moment, you just see the cherub's heads turn. And she just sees the commotion and she's, well, you know, this has been an experience for all of us, but it's about time that things went my way. And I am so, so just done with all of this. So if we could just wrap this up. I, um, I'd also, I'll, I'll drop concentration on the fog cloud because I think it's maybe created more problems than it solved. No. <laughs> like Barbara's just standing there, like tutting, like her, like her fists on either of her hips, just looking at you, Malamar, just tutting. Part of me does not really enjoy this town enough to defend it from the likes of you, but you know, I think after I've seen you commit act after act of infidelity and just crash entire households with your just blatant lust, I don't know that I can leave a town to uh, suffer at the winds of your desires. So I'm just going to have to ask you to not. And then that's, yeah, I think that's my whole speech because it's not my turn. That is super quaint of you. Um, and I hear what you're saying, but um, I am actually going to level the entire town and we are going to build some really elite and exclusive um, holiday homes. So... I yep yeah, she she's just kind of shooing everybody like just you can go now I I I really didn't think it was going to be this easy um and I guess thanks it's been a great weekend um Brad uh wherever you are uh thanks for the mediocre uh lay um Phoebe you're a terrible friend and I if 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 I had known this is what I had to do if the stupid staff um, I probably wouldn't have tried to shack up with that Bertram Gladjob or whatever he was. That was that was consider that a year wasted, everybody. And she's just looking around, at, like the townsfolk are just looking at her. The band are well, they've stopped making out now, uh, but they're looking at her. Can I cast fairy fire on her and all of the cherubites that are now flying around her? You can indeed. So everybody will have an advantage when attacking them. And Tiffany. Is also illuminated blue as she rolled a five. So Tiffany and the Terabytes have just got this kind of blue wavy light. It's um, it's kind of like a lava lamp effect, but it's just blue blobules just kind of like floating off of them. I don't actually have to fight any of you. I'm I'm pretty sure nobody has gotten hurt. I mean, sure, I Phoebe almost kind of figured it all out. Surprising. <laughs> I mean, Phoebe, for God's sakes. Um, <laughs> And Phoebe is just kind of standing there, like, kind of, she just, she just kind of waves, hi, Tiffany. Like, she's just waving at her. She hasn't really got what's going on. 
Uh, <laughs> so you tied her up in the mausoleum. Yeah, I just I just figured that, you know, with things going so well with Brad, and she looks at him, and Brad just goes red in the face. Well, you know, m- money runs out. I, 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 like, I, look, girl has got to get by in this world, and I just, I just need you all to pack up your belongings and just go. Now, I have to say, <laughs> I just don't like your attitude. I don't really have much more of a stake in the battle other than that. You just seem pretty awful. I told you last night, and I'll tell you again. But I think if there's one last thing you need to hear, it's this. And I would like to cast Shatter on her. Ooh. My God. Okay, um, Nate, I think you cursed me because I've been rolling really well up to this point, And now I'm rolling really, really bad. Um, <laughs> so the, the Terabytes rolled better than she did, but they still failed. And she rolled a six. So roll for damage, please. Okay, so they will, ooh, they will each take... Uh, if they if they succeeded the save DC, they would take ten damage. Otherwise, they will take nineteen damage. Oh my god! <laughs> wow. So completely disgruntled at this uh, character in front of him, this uh, Tiffany Stormfinger. Hank, you see Malamar raise his right foot and just brings it down, and immediately you cover your ears. And there is a stomp effect, Maisie and Barbara, that you hear. But then it's just gone. And the sound uh, just rushes straight towards Tiffany and the terabytes. Three remaining terabytes look at each other with kind of a kind of... Well, in their language... Do you hear something? And then all three just explode uh, in in, in (laughs) glitter, pink and purple uh, puffs. And there is a concentrated smell of lavender. It's like someone spilt a bottle of uh, lavender essence. Tiffany just crumbles to her knees uh, and brings her hands uh, over her ears. uh, And you just see like a a kind of a trickle of blood coming out of her nose. How far away from um, Tiffany am I? You are about 15 feet. About 15 feet. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to look at, Phoebe, and I'm gonna say, "This is for you." And I'm gonna <laughs> run directly at um, at Tiffany and swing at her with my uh, atlax. Give me a roll for uh, attack. And just as you're saying this, Phoebe looks surprised. Who, who is that guy? <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, how are these? Neither of these are natural twenties, but I've got a twenty and a twenty-five. Shit. Neither, neither naturals. Um, and damage. Oh, I uh, got a seven on the damage. Okay. Um, you again, Hank. It, it's the same kind of attack you were doing with the, the the cherubites with her hands kind of over her ears. You just belt her with the great axe, and she is sent flying across the dance floor. Like she's still within reach, but like you kind of she spills out onto the floor. And she's like, mm-hmm. Oh my god! Like I just, I just. I just worked so hard to get some property. And why are you all being so mean to me? As I said, this is for Phoebe. And I I got my second attack, um, which, again, at at advantage, gives me a 20. This time I got a damage of 11. As you bring the the axe uh, kind of overhead uh, and and yell, this is for Phoebe. And again, Brad's like, 
Phoebe, what's going on here? Uh, like he's he's full on gaslighting poor Phoebe. Axe raised right up in front of you manifests the form of Lord Betram Gladjob. Your blade slices straight into him. You shall not harm the fair lady, my beloved. And with your axe still kind of sticking in him, he he turns to face uh, Tiffany on the ground. Just like, oh my god, no, this is no, no. I have I have the staff. The staff says I'm the mayor, and as the mayor, I am leveling the town. Uh, no, no, Bertram, no. And she's just kind of shoving him away. She hovels up onto her 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 feet, like uh, she's kind of using the staff. And she's kind of shaking it like and it, it's the, the the staff is kind of sparking and like it lights up and it, it blinks in and out. As she's trying to rattle it like it's like she's shaking like a, a flashlight almost. She just Ugh! and she just stares at Bertram and she goes, you know what? You could be useful to me, Bertie. And she holds out a hand and over uh, Bertram's head, a ring of thorns uh, forms and it lands on his on his head as she casts the crown of madness. And the spectral revenant form of Lord Bertram turns to face four of you. Maisie. So I'm going to do two things here. So the first is I'm going to produce flame and direct it at Tiffany. Give me an attack roll. Twelve. Bonus action, because I'm in my starry form, I can can do a ranged attack for the archer. So I'm going to aim for the ghost. Thirteen. That hits. Give me a damage roll. Damage, okay, so it is eight radiant damage. You conjure uh, a, a ball of fire, throw it at uh, Tiffany, who manages to kind of step out of the way. And at the same time, you direct your gaze on uh, the revenant form of Bertram uh, Gladjob, and just a sharp bolt of light, like an arrow, flies from your hand. It strikes and explodes as stardust kind of twinkles around him. Barbara. Okay, so what I wanted to do was try and... Sh- Shoot the staff out of her hand. You can give me an attack roll for that. So that is 17. Oh my god. I have just rolled another bloody nat one for her. <laughs> you, yeah, uh, you full on uh, draw your, your arrow, fire it free from your bow, Barbara, as it just whizzes straight past Bertram the Revenant at Tiffany. And she kind of, she winces and it hits the staff in her hand. And the staff is just sent flying across the ballroom and it is pinned to the trellis and the light that was blinking in it fades and it just goes dark. Can I just start making my way to the staff? Mal. Yeah, so I think um, I will use my action to uh, turn undead uh, on the revenant. It must make a wisdom saving throw, yeah. Okay, 21. Um, I'll cry a little bit, I think. Uh, Otherwise, that's it. (laughs) Uh, Hank, Bertram is right in front of you. Um, yeah, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna swing at him. Uh, um, it's, fif- it's fifteen anyway. It was my first. Yes, roll, that so hits. Yep, that hits. Okay, this is two handed again, so that's nine damage, nine slashing damage, uh, and that's a sixteen, so that would hit as well. And that's it does another, indeed. Uh, that's another nine damage. You just kind of take a step back, kind of give Mal a nod, and you just swing wildly with the axe, uh, and and you feel it stick and bury into him. And Bertram just kind of almost stands there. He doesn't. He doesn't attempt to deflect it at all whatsoever. Tiffany didn't tell him to defend himself. Uh, I'm assuming Hank and Eleven doesn't do anything. He does not. Know. Does a thirteen do anything? 
Uh, no. <laughs> uh, Bertram basically bring, raises both his hands up over his head and with a brings them straight down. I don't know why he's going to full stereotype monster mode, uh, but he has. Uh, and he just brings both of his fists down on top of you. You manage to uh, deflect him with the uh, with your axe, so you just kind of bring it up, uh, and he, that the handle bears the brunt. Tiffany, she's took your out. She goes, "Okay, no, I'm no, I'm no, just nope." And she turns and she runs as a cloud of uh, mist just erupts around her. Um, and she is now at the other side of the the square, uh, making a run for it towards the staff. Or... Nope, she she's just bolting it. She, she, right. she uh, <laughs> Tiffany is not stupid. Tiffany wants to live. Maisie, this old evil arcock lady wants to try and grapple her, like fly and just <laughs> tackle her. What's your movement? What's your movement speed? Fifty feet. Barbara, Hank, and Al, you just see um, this uh, astral form of Maisie just rush straight uh, at uh, at Tiffany, uh, and they collide with each other. Give me a strength uh, check. Oh, nat 20. Oh my god, I got oh. zero. I rolled a nat one, and she's minus one. Oh my god. <laughs> she's gonna die. Oh, oh my god. <laughs> The impact is so intense, she just dies. <laughs> I actually have a, I have a migraine from these dice. I'm like, so <laughs> I'm never rolling with these things again. If you um, can imagine Maisie, she's just flying just with her feet a... outstretched to grab her with the talons of her, yes. of her legs on her shoulders to pin her to the ground. You bear down uh, your, your talons kind of right into her shoulders as Tiffany is just face planted into the dirt. And as the two of you, as you kind of spill over her, you land kind of on top of her in, in, in kind of the ensuing tumble. And as you do, uh, you just hear kind of a... Ugh! And she she looks slightly withered. She reaches up towards you, uh, Maisie, kind of like trying to grab at you. Her hand just falls to the ground. Uh, like un- she's unconscious. There dangling around your neck. You see that she was reaching for the locket. The crown of madness around Bertram just dissipates and he immediately kind of turns and he sees uh, Tiffany on the ground with Maisie on top of her and he moves towards the, the two of you. Barbara, it's your action. Okay, can I get to the stuff with, so I, I have 25 feet movement, can I get to that now and grab it? You can indeed. You rush towards the stuff, yeah, it's, it, you, you kind of manage to kind of pin it in the, in the trellis. Okay, so since Tiffany grabbed it and said something about owning the town, can I try and, like, I don't know, pull it apart and just see if, like, the ring is in it or a part of it or something? Give me a strength check. 20. You're kind of, you're clawing at the, uh, at the, at the staff and, uh, you know, at the, the weird kind of stone at the end of it. You, you manage to pull the stone free from the staff and there is just, just a, a whoosh of energy around you. There's like a blast of magic and then there's nothing and you don't feel energy coming from the staff. Maisie, Bertram is now kind of standing over you and Tiffany. It's It's her. My beloved. And he reaches towards you, Maisie. I am not your beloved, dear. Uh, Betty. You are wearing my necklace. You carry my heart with you. Can I look down at this 
because I have Tiffany pinned with my feet. Can I open it? Um. Yep. Uh, kind of staring up at Bertram and kind of fiddling at the the locket. The box kind of twists weirdly. It it, it kind of twists like, like a kind of a cap, and the bottom of it falls free. And Hank, from where you are now, you see this. Maisie, you see it. Uh, Mal and Barbara, you both hear it as a small golden metallic ring falls from the locket and bounces on the ground and does that weird little ring thing where it kind of wobbles back and forth on itself. I lean down to to, to pick it up between my talons. The There's just an audible gasp from the townsfolk around who are just like completely like taken aback by this. And Listoon is kind of now kind of on his feet and he's like, <coughs> young, young miss, that happens to be the, the glad job ring. And... On hearing this, kind of Bertram looks over his shoulder um, at Listoon and the townsfolk. Uh, seeing you hold the ring, Maisie. The ring. You have returned it. And he vanishes. Well, that was weird. <laughs> but what do we do now? I. Did someone said that uh, looking. Is, is Gladys in the square? Uh, Gladys would have come out she's holding a tray of sandwiches literally just it's just piled high with sandwiches <laughs> yeah over, over her shoulder there's a, a drummer making out with a bassist like she's just <laughs> I'd like to I'd like to walk over to, to Gladys um, grab a sandwich and... Gladys did you say that whoever had the ring would own the town. Yeah. Uh, yes. So, who owns the ring right now? Uh, and she points a finger at, at, at Maisie, and, and, and Listoon is like, "Well, now hold on a second. That 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 might have been in days when the the glad jobs were around. But as your acting mayor, perhaps I should have a a, a say." Uh, and he's moving towards you, Maisie. I clutch the ring in my, in my hand and I'm like, I don't know if you would have a say very much considering how much you are hiding from your incoming guests. Now, listen, I whatever whatever deals I had with Miss Stormfinger, look, we were, I, I was, it, it was a last, it, it was a last prayer, okay? We were, I was going to sell the town and we would, we'd have all been rich. We'd, we'd, we'd have all, you know, we... We the, the the town is in the toilet, everybody. You might not have noticed it, y'all, but we we are we are dirt broke. So we I had no choice. I I I I I, I was signing the deed over to uh, Miss Stormfinger, and uh, we would have all we would have all gotten her fair share, and we could have just you know gone on with our lives. But no, of of course there had to be ghosts, and there had to be affairs, and there had to be you four people coming in here meddling. I think you should be glad that we did because then you would have forever been known as the person who sold the town to a murderer. Not only that, the legal implications of selling a town that does not technically belong to you feels a little bit fraught. But I'm the acting mayor. <laughs> uh, he's just uh, Mr. Schmeichel. Um, Chase's stepfather, uh, the orc, just kind of walks over him and grabs him by the scruff of the neck, and he's just holding him up. And the the townsfolk <laughs> just just kind of cheer. 
if I may, Daisy, and I hold a, a handout for the ring, in, in our uh, brief time uh, in this humble little abode of a town, I gotta say there's one person who's been a straight shooter the whole time, and that is young Chase here. And he gestures out to Chase in the crowd. He says, and if there's one thing I know, you can trust the daily operations of a bustling city in decline uh, to the likes of a horny, somewhat emotionally disturbed, but always honest 17-year-old boy. Uh, and I kind of gesture for Maisie to hand the ring to Chase. Chase, like he looks down at his feet and the crowd just start chanting, chanting his name, like, Chase, 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 Chase. And the one person is going, Jakob, Jakob, Jakob. It's his mother. Uh, she's trying to, no, no, his name is Jakob. She's desperately trying to get people to name him. Um, and he, he just takes a step forward. It would be my honor to take ownership of the town because I've got some ideas and I'm thinking murder i'm thinking ghost stories i'm thinking we become like the next <laughs> big draw here we can set up a hotel we can and, and and the crowd are like oh my god yeah why haven't we thought about some sort of weekend murder mystery getaway type thing this would be a fantastic <laughs> draw to the to winter came um and he he reaches to take the ring from you Maisie. i just i tilt my hand and i drop it into his uh he puts it on his finger meanwhile tiffany's lying <laughs> in the dirt just kind of unconscious um as uh as gladys moves in with a the the tray of sandwiches puts it on the table the table almost kinds of bends with the weight and the band pick up their instruments and start to play what are the the four of you doing i kind of wave a wing in the air and i'm like can someone tie up this young lady here she needs to be held responsible (laughs) Um, phoebe and brad uh move up towards her uh and Phoebe just kind of elbows Brad into the side. Uh, she's like, do it, Brad. And as Brad's tying her up, and she's like, oh, and, and by the way, I want a divorce. Uh, and Brad is just looking you. at her, like, just shocked. Uh, as, like, Tiffany is, is, is tied up. Mrs. Schmeichel is trying to contact a local constabulary to come and have her and Listoon arrested. Um, with that, I want to I wanna walk over to Maisie and help her up off the ground, off of Tiffany and everything. And just grab her hands, her 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 you know, claws. <laughs> um, and just say, This weekend has given me a lot to think about. But one thing I know for sure is that lying and all the lying is is nothing but bad. And I just want to give her like a little peck on the cheek. I kind of blush and smile and I, I reach into my pouch. Um because I, I kind of bought something from the gift shop for Babs and I hold out the little plate that says I found the love of my life in winter came and had it over to her that is that is the most disgusting <laughs> thing um <laughs> I've, I've ever heard. thank you that was beautiful <laughs> uh, malice balling his eyes out <laughs> uh, uh hank uh just as the the townsfolk move out onto the dance floor you feel kind of a a tap on your shoulder uh, as Phoebe extends a gloved hand to you. <laughs> I thought you'd never ask. 
with Mal kind of like, you know, comfort eating, uh, kind of delightfully so. <laughs> yes. he's, he's quite happy, but he's, he's shoveling sandwiches into his face and Gladys is kind of like petting him on the, the lower back every now and again, or her hand droops a little bit by accident on purpose. Um, <laughs> uh, you watch Mal as uh, Hank uh, stumbles across the, the, the dance floor <laughs> with, with Phoebe, while Maisie uh, and Barbara uh, share a small kind of slow little dance with each other, kind of weaving back and forth. As the, the sun sets and the, the fairy lights around the dance floor blink on and the music continues well into the night, we cut forward four days into the future as there is talk of a new seasonal event taking place in the town of Wintercame, pending a vote from the new mayor, change the name from Wintercame to Murder Town. <laughs> we, cut, we cut to the offices of Bra's Greypurse, who, uh, kind of huffing her form and shape out of bed, uh, moves to the front door, picks up the newspaper, glances at it, throws it over her shoulder, picks up her post, and sees a rather thick envelope addressed from the mayor of Wintercame, in brackets, possible murder town, and <laughs> a bill for 800 gold pieces, uh, <laughs> citing room charges, drinks, uh, souvenirs, um, and in brackets, possible trauma, question mark. Uh, and we end uh, couples retreat there. Like, I, I would be remiss if I didn't uh, give you just uh, a chance to uh, shout out your, your links, your websites. Uh, go for it. This is, this is your space to tell people because, like, I, I'm a huge fan of, of both of your work uh, in particular. So feel free to have the space just to, 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 to advertise, basically. Go for it. Oh, sure. Yeah. So, um, uh, you know, once again, uh, my handle on Twitter is 5e trash. Uh, also known as Gay Warlock. Uh, and then you can also check out my website, 5e Trash, where I post all of my homebrew monsters and subclasses and whatnot, including the Cherubite monsters from today's session, uh, as well as a number of other just really stupid homebrew ideas. So check it out. Uh, yeah, and if you listened to this and thought, um, I really like good um, actual play podcasts, but um, I'd also like to listen to bad actual play podcasts, <laughs> then head over to Dice and Desire, um, where you hear me and my friends do something like this, but actually nowhere near as good. No, you are literally, he's, he's underselling himself majorly. And uh, thanks so much to uh, Louise and Amber for playing Just Roommates, uh, Maisie and Barbara. Uh, <laughs> Uh, so looking forward to getting started on season two and where we're going to be taking Hephaesta and Fia on that insane journey, if they survive the finale, if they survived. If, they, if we do, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> book that trend, Louise, book that trend. <laughs> I will. I don't have to get another DM that doesn't kill me all the hey, time. You this one. <laughs> I did, I did. <laughs> Very well, happy ending. Yeah.